You want to find your tribe of raving fans. And that's just what we're here to help you do. This is the Digging Deep Podcast with 360 Media, where we help entrepreneurs build better businesses by not only sharing insights and candid conversations, but by nurturing our minds as well. Get ready to explore, plan, and showcase your business, because here we go. Here's your host, Chief Strategist of 360 Media and Educator at TacticalProgram.com, Justin Lamb. Hey, podcast listeners, thank you for joining me on another podcast. And today I have an amazing uh, coach. She is a new person in a BNI chapter that I've just joined. So uh, I've, those people don't know, I've moved to, to a different chapter. Um, but uh, as such, this wonderful young lady, she has been uh, so supportive and really so giving uh, in her time. And uh, I, I couldn't be more excited to introduce her. So Leah, she is a thought leader, an international facilitator, and an executive coach. Uh, she has a passion to really connect with leaders more deeply to themselves and other like-hearted in humans um, and nature. So I'm not going to really, I'm going to probably butcher everything, um, you know, because she could say it best. So I'm just going to let Leah, uh, could you please introduce yourself a little bit more fully and tell the podcast a little bit about who you are, what you do, and how uh, you're impacting the lives of humans around the world? Uh, thanks, Justin. It's such a pleasure to be here. Yeah, so again, my name is Leah, and uh, what I love doing is I love helping leaders understand that they're not alone on their journey. I've traveled to over 30 countries around the world working with extremely successful, inspiring leaders, and what I really noticed was it seemed really natural for them to create communities in a state of belonging for their staff, for their teams, for their community, and for their families. And I took a wide lens view and I was just like, who's creating this state of belonging for them? How can they really belong within themselves? So it's not about geography. It's not about necessarily other people, but having that trust within themselves so that they can go out and make more self-aware, confident decisions. And so that's what's inspired me to create MindSpaw. It's a global movement of awakened leaders that are really rooted in revolutionary connection, which is self-love and connection to ourselves. So the more we love each other, the more we invest in ourselves, the more we understand ourselves and we can help the rest of the world heal and become better too. I absolutely love that. I mean, I think entrepreneurs tend to feel like they're in a silo all the time, you know, well, you know, in our businesses, we're at the top of the heap. Uh, and so everybody looks up to us, but who do we look out for, uh, look up to? We look out to you know, people that we read, uh, people that we watch online. But, you know, in terms of fostering community, I feel like sometimes I think, um, you know, as business owners and business leaders, it feels like it's lonely at the top. So what you're doing is fantastic because, you know, we get to really approach the mindset and, and self-love. You know, I think that is super important. Now, what inspired you personally onto this journey? What inspired me personally is because I realized that my, my relationship with loneliness was really intense and I masked myself feeling lonely in such a variety of ways by dating people that were emotionally unavailable, by traveling and feeling an egoic rush by answering the question, where are you off to next? by just being a workaholic and having so much of my self-worth and identity being really wrapped up into my title. And the other part was just 
a lot of us are raised, I'll speak for myself individually, to think that vulnerability equals weakness. And that's such an isolating sentence to actually create a belief system, never mind a lifestyle around. And so when I started realizing how courageous it was to be vulnerable and how courageous it was to actually ask for help and be in touch with my needs and my emotions, I just really shifted from being a human doing to a human being. Yeah, Brene Brown is a, a definite proponent to that um, you know, school of thought as well. I think that is uh, really quite a dramatic shift for many people. And I don't know if, especially I think males, I think males in general, probably have a harder time with that connection of being vulnerable and acting courageous, um, being uh, complimentary to one another. And, you know, I know at times uh, I've struggled with it. Um, being vulnerable and learning to ask for help uh, is not always easy, um, especially when people are looking to you to guide them. Uh, but, you know, as any coach will tell you, we all still need coaches. <laughs> I don't think that that journey ever ends in itself so you know tell me the type of people um whom seem to gravitate towards you who who have you you know sort of attracted into mind spa as a community yeah so mostly leaders so it can be anything from like title wise they might be entrepreneur founder of their company they might be a c-suite executive or something or a bp but what they all have in common is their curiosity for self-development that they want to be their own strongest cheerleader, that they want to be their own best friend, and they don't want to do this work alone. Because one of the most stifling things about looking inwards is, oh my God, do I have to actually excavate all of this by myself? And that's why coaching is really flourishing right now is because people need thought partners to really grow and develop and have a guide to do this courageous work. And so that's where MindSpa has really taken away the codependency from working just one-on-one -on -one and actually grown a movement where there's people that have gotten to know each other and they're doing the inner work together too. Oh, fantastic. And, you know, yeah, one-on-one has I think dominated the space for quite some time. And again, you know, there is a level of fear for an individual who wants to go from the one-on-one to a community space. Um, you know, but the community can be so healing, you know, because it's not just one-on-one -on -one and you and a coach and who may or may not have gone your individual path. But you know, being able to share with a bunch of people uh, whom have no vested interest necessarily in your business and uh, anything other than to be a person to hold space. Mm -hmm. Now. You know, what are your thoughts about holding space? You know, uh, how do you guys do that at MindSpa? Uh, and, you know, what are some of the, the things that people can do on their own? Uh, do you find that, you know, can help uh, heal and be able to let them look inwards without uh, shying away? Mm, that's a great question. I think everyone has their own take on it. For me personally, when I think of holding space, it's a presence it's a being able to quiet that inner critic and really just hearing the other person. So it might be taking in their body language. It might be noticing the resonance in the intonation shift in their voice. But ultimately, especially if it's on a group call or an individual call, it's how am I holding space by creating psychological safety through context? Right. And through that context and that psychological safety by creating a framework like these are the boundaries 
this is what are the expectations on this group call. Does everyone agree? Please nod and acknowledge it. It also gives us like that space for our root chakra to just feel safe and to show up and take the fear out of it and lean into actually the more difficult conversations. So it might sound like uh, it's really important for all of us to feel safe here. So anything that you share personally, please go ahead and take the mystery out of what this our call was with somebody else you care about by sharing what you shared. Anything anybody else shared, though, please keep that sacred here. Does yeah. everybody agree with that? And then everybody's in alignment and then we can move forward and hold space correctly for each other. That's amazing. Setting boundaries is so important, isn't it? Uh, you know, without the boundaries and without the expectations, um, you know, laid out, uh, it is easy to feel that fear. And, you know, trust is such an important thing for coaching. Uh, if we are there to help guide the individual, we ourselves have to put our egos at the door and we have to be vulnerable and open with them. Because if we're not able to do that, we're not able to tap into uh, that frequency uh, that allows us to help them make that shift. Yeah, I completely agree. We can only go, we can only take our clients as far as we've gone ourselves. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Uh, and so uh, through the evolution of MindSpot, uh, what are some of the, the end results that you're looking for? Like, you know, what, what are people looking as the take home, take away uh, so that they, you know, move to that level up? What does leveling up look like for some of these individuals that are, are working with you? There's quite a wide variety of the way people have changed because self-love can be such a different experience for everybody. So to give some examples, uh, one individual ended up healing like a pretty big relationship with one of their executive team where they thought they would maybe let that executive team member go and instead realized, whoa, this is all my own stuff. And I almost let somebody go because I didn't heal something from my childhood that was actually an inferiority complex. So he ended up growing his team substantially during COVID and almost let go a very A player on the team. Um, another person got a 22% raise, closed the biggest business deal of their life and uh, is looking at probably getting quite a significant signing bonus too. So those are a couple more tangible examples. And then there's other people that are looking for love that really understand that they need to fall in love with themselves first. Um, not entirely, but really have a stronger version of self-trust and self-love. And what are those daily rituals to really fill their own self first? Yeah, it is true. I mean, being able to address your inner demons so that they don't project onto the other people and other circumstances around you. Um, you know, there, there's a saying that uh, if something is happening to you constantly over and over again, it's probably not somebody else. It is, it's probably you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and, and, and so I think a lot of people, um, you know, if you, you're doing enough coaching and, and those people who are listening to this call, uh, if you find yourself constantly in the same scenario, whether it's in a personal relationship, whether you're having the same confrontations or, uh, you know, uh, same barriers, uh, just different forms of the same barriers, whether it's financial or whatever, uh, and you're running them over and over again, chances are it's, there's something that's within you and you're projecting that energy outward, right? You're projecting that, um, you know, that, that, um, disability, so to speak, uh, for, for lack of a better term, uh, you know, outwards into the world at a certain frequency, 
and the product of all of the actions uh, subconsciously that you take uh, manifests itself to the same exact issue. So if you're not there to look at you know the facts and you're not there to uh, really heal yourself and, and bring yourself to another level, you're going to continue running into that. Completely agree. So tell me about MindSpot in the sense, uh, you know, pre-pandemic, you know, uh, you know, as far as I understood, uh, a lot of it was done in nature, was it not? Mm, yeah, some of it still is. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. And um, so tell me about the connection and, you know, why you've, you know, you've chosen to use that medium. Mm-hmm. Well, we are nature. Human beings are nature. And so we're not separate from it. And so there's so many parallels that we can draw from our inspiration by looking at nature. So for example, I offer nature coaching programs. And if you join the MindSpot movement, there's nature calls that we do once a month. And all of the content for any group coaching that we do is all inspired by the seasons. So we all have our own inner and outer seasons. If we're in the Northern hemisphere right now, we're in spring and Southern is of course in the fall. So some of us are feeling like this rebirth, this creative energy, this life force coming out of us to just kind of create what's been gestating over the winter. Whereas if we're in the Southern hemisphere, there's a lot of people that just need to let go and exfoliate all of this Um, expansiveness from the summertime and by paying attention to nature and these different rhythms and cycles it's quite apparent that we actually are not linear that everything that we do is very cyclical and it happens for us at different times in our lifetime if in this lifetime and so thinking we need to be somewhere and do a to b is just nature doesn't do that it'll always go through four seasons in its own way depending on where it's located but it's there's no rush in the lessons and what we need to grow and what we need to let go of and what we need to dream about. Absolutely. Everything is in cycles and, and even the levels that we achieve are, are still in cycles. Uh, you know, people often, I think, mistaken, at least when they first start that coaching practice, um, you know, when they come to us as coaches, they're thinking that there's an end point, uh, but business and life is not a finite game. Um, it is an infinite game, you know, <laughs> until we run out of resources. Um, but in that sense, you know, when we take them through, uh, when you take them through your program and, and same with us, when we take them through the program, you know, where they get stuck and where they, you know, peter off, that is that cycle. That is that, you know, part of the journey where they need to, you know, take that break, take the rest so that their mind can you know, work through the problems because sometimes you just can't actively work through the problems. Your subconscious has to embody it, take it in and dissect it all on its own uh, before you have that epiphany moment. Mm-hmm. And so it is really, uh, you know, my philosophy that uh, a person continues on with a coach. Uh, and, and so what is your philosophy about, you know, staying with the same coach or moving on to different coaches? Um, do you find that it is, do you feel that it is better to stay with the same coach as they evolve until, you know, such an endpoint that the coach feels that, you know, there's, there's no longer a fit and that that person needs to go to somebody else? Or do you feel like a person should cycle, you know, through the season, so to speak, um, and eventually come to the winter portion and say, it's time to move on to a new spring? Mm-hmm. It completely depends on the client. I mean, my one-on-one journeys are all a minimum of six months because I believe we do need to go through a few seasons of ourselves to really 
you know, implement the different growth and the learnings that we have. I always say to clients, though, that um, we know that growth has happened when suddenly I'm sitting back and looking at somebody and they're having a conversation with themselves, a previous version of themselves. And that's where we know the growth happens. It's really a personal decision. Um, how long that we end up working together. Some people, they really like, we, we create a really strong personal foundation of that inner work and that self-love work first. And then often we focus on more professional leadership stuff afterwards. So that can end up being a year or two years or something. And sometimes people just need a season. And so I do definitely adapt to kind of what's needed, but for one-on-one, it's a minimum of six months for sure. Fantastic. Yeah, we're, we're very much the same. I mean, know whether we're triaging and triaging for me it's like a season uh, you know kind of get you over the hurdle but I ultimately try to tell people it's like if you've got to the triage and that triage is 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 frequent then it's time to go uh, a little bit deeper and have a little bit longer term look to something so you know I think it's really interesting um, you know and, and it's very it has a lot of foresight for yourself to to really you know recognize that and to to really hold the the people that you're taking in uh, as a cohort, um, to, to, to embody that, um, that changes, you know, not instant. And, you know, we mm-hmm. need time to, to evolve and uh, time to keep it right. You know, uh, falling off the bandwagon is actually, you know, very, very common, um, in, mm-hmm. in this space. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, tell me a little bit about your background. How did you, how did you arrive to becoming, uh, an executive coach, you know, where, where did the journey start? Um, you know, has it always been in a self-development space or, you know, was there life before, before uh, self-development and coaching? Hmm, yeah, there's, there was definitely life before it. So when I was just a little redhead, I uh, used to invite friends over to my house and I grew up on a ravine and we'd go for walks and I just loved going for walks and talking. And then suddenly my friends used to start making fun of me and being like, I don't want to go on pointless walks anymore. Like, where are we going? What's the destination? Just like, there is no destination. I mean, we'll go back when we're hungry and we need a snack, but we just want to talk and get to know you better. And so my family actually has a good laugh now. And like, you turned that into a business model. This is crazy. But that's, that's kind of like the foundation of how this started and why nature has been an inspiration because it always has been for me. The way that we walk and talk and move our energy and get out of the boardroom space really, really helps. And so compounded over years and years, I started my career working for EO or the Entrepreneurs Organization, quite a large nonprofit for quite successful entrepreneurs. And I was just really inspired by their courage to create their vision and create a state of belonging for others. So I got to know them and I was helping them become better leaders in their families, in their businesses, in the programs that we were running. And so again, I traveled quite a bit and got to understand this. Um, I also did a entrepreneurial reality show at one time. So I got to kind of like dive into that experience and understand what's it like from a startup perspective as well, not just an established business. So between that and doing a little bit of executive um, search, I kind of, and BNI too, I threaded all these components together and just realized like, what is the need for a leader because leaders essentially do establish culture they can they do influence a state of belonging for so many other people so how many leaders are actually leading with vulnerability and emotion 
And in so many organizations, emotion is just so secondary. And so I actually call it instead of ROI, I call it ROH, which is return on heartbeats that needs to be more prominent. And so that's, what's really inspired me to be an executive coach is because I understand that emotions are indicators for whether or not our beliefs are aligned with our values, our desires. And instead of pushing them down, we need to actually lean into them and feel them and realize that they are actually guideposts for what we need to do. And like you said, they're guideposts for what the universe is pointing us at. If something keeps popping up, we need to actually put our attention there. And so that's where I want to support leaders so that they can in turn support other people too and realize that emotions are the human experience. Amazing. And, and you know, so for the people that are listening, you're probably wondering, like, well, what's the difference between an executive coach and a business coach? And, and I, I can tell you that coaches in general, whether they're a sport coach, uh, emotional coach, life, lifestyle coach, um, relationship coach, any coach, a coach is really uh, a broad term for a person who is helping you guide your own personal journey. You know, and we're we're looking at it from you know a different point of view, a different lens, a different aspect of your life. And so, all coaches, in theory, in theory, uh, all coaches, I believe, are the same. And in the sense that you know, we're all after you to be the better version of yourself. And whether that's from a leadership standpoint, which is what Leah is really focused on, uh, and whether it is from creating a business uh, that automates and scales like I do, um, or a relationship coach who is there to help you build a better version of yourself that you embody, uh, and then to build yourself to to a, a level where you can feel comfortable exuding your love and being comfortable in your own skin so that somebody else can love you in return and for everything that you are. All of us as coaches, we all spend an enormous amount of time here in this space of you, right? Uh, as, as a person and, you know, all of the stuff that you've had to wade through uh, and the experiences that you share and all of us are different. Now, Leah, tell me a little bit about, um, you know, some of the, the sort of more interesting things that you've come across in terms of, you know, uh, hidden, uh, I guess, lessons, you know, things that people may have manifested and not even realize that it had something deep down, uh, you know, rooted in their in their psychology or their upbringing or a social environment um, that really just kind of turned the lights on when you worked with them and you go, wow, holy, holy Jesus, like, like that is something that I would never have expected that came out from left field. Uh, I, I know I've got a few of those, but I'd love to hear yours because I mean, for me, beginning my own journey here as a coach, uh, I always find it interesting to see, you know, what type of things people have encountered um, from their coaching practices that I could be, you know, aware of uh, that say, oh, wow, I wouldn't have drawn those parallels, you know, unless we looked um, you know, further along. Do you have any examples of that at all? Yeah, of course. I, I mean, I have tons just working with so many people, but I can even distill it down even further. It can be disguised as experiencing bankruptcy. It can be disguised as severe childhood trauma, such as sexual abuse. It can be disguised as um, a, a, a severe inferiority complex where there's an illusion of perfectionism in every single other person in this world. Um, it can be disguised as the inner critic and literally does not speak kind to itself in any way, shape or form. And the way I'm, I'm speaking generally just in terms of confidentiality, but 
the way that all um, five of these things are the same is because the keystone to every single client challenge, it might be six months, it might be two months, it might be two weeks, is just being kinder to themselves, giving themselves more love. And that also frees them up to trust themselves more so that they can make clearer decisions and show up more deeply for themselves. It happens every single time. It's just really untangling every single thread and all of these collections of experiences to then say, wow, I'm probably being super hard on myself or I feel so alone and ashamed with what's happened to me. I am so afraid of sharing this with anybody. And once the release of energy and that flow just comes out of our body, then those people just become more better versions of themselves, just like you said, which is what we do as a coach. So it honestly doesn't matter who it is. We are just not taught how to love ourselves because society actually makes so much more money teaching us to hate ourselves. It's sad. Yeah, some of the things that, you know, entrepreneurs, well, just anybody, a lot of the things that we say to ourselves as human beings, they're pretty toxic. I mean, you wouldn't say some of those things to other people, um, you know, let alone, so why would we say it to ourselves, right? Um, And and that's the recognition part. Like, you know, when people, and I know this first time because I've seen lots of people, um, you know, go through this, but they go, well, I don't need a coach. I'm perfectly fine. Um, and that's us lying to ourselves uh, because everybody could use a little, little bit of help, um, you know, and, and to recognize the own stuff that we weighed in. And, and, you know, I think that our minds are so powerful uh, and I don't know how much of this, um, you know, you go into with your clients, but isn't the mind so interesting in that, um, when you ask it the question, you know, you know, why is this happening? Uh, it runs you around in circles. And so you figured that you give yourself a really great answer, um, you know, because your brain has decided to have a, its own quick internal defense mechanism, right? And it's about asking why over and over again and pinning that, that brain in the corner, right? Where it's like, oh, now I really have to think, uh, you know, that, that the real truth comes out, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you're working with clients, um, you know, what type of avoidance you know, mechanisms have you seen, um, resistance, uh, you know, things that, that has happened, you know, where the individual uh, feels like they're non-compliant, but you know that you're on the, they're on the edge of the breakthrough, you know, what type of symptoms or what type of things have you noticed in, in your, your work? Mm. Yeah, I call that being at the edge of the cliff where I never push a client, but we'll just teeter there until they're ready to take that leap. And so that leap can, I mean, it can take so many different things. The way they protect themselves, I think this is a great way for people to kind of understand, am I at this cliff and am I holding myself back? Because that's when that justification kind of starts to happen. So it can be humor. It's a massive mask for actually leaning into the work. And if we're making jokes all the time when somebody's being a little bit serious, like what does that actually mean for ourselves, right? Are you terrified of going there? So it's easier to laugh it off and then you've kind of sloughed it off. Um, The other thing is like sex, using sex or alcohol to actually like numb feeling what it is so that that cliff isn't even felt. It's not even seen. We're just completely replacing the void of the emotional pain and avoiding it entirely. 
another one is, um, you know, overachieving with our body. So whether we're actually an athlete or just obsessed with the gym or something like that, creating those masks. So it's just, we're so blocked. Lewis um, Howes does a great job of describing some of these for sure in his book, but those things, when people are coming up with, when we dive into like, what's their daily rituals, what are their routines and their disciplines? And we kind of peel back layers of how those things are serving them. That's when we really get to understand like, what's the pain that you're hiding from? And what do we need to do there to replace it with a healthy self-loving ritual that is really allowing you to feel and allowing you to be more of who you're meant to be? Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, and it's not just about correcting or it's, it's really more about identifying, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah and, exactly. and once we identify it, then, you know, we're, we're making you aware so that you can make a better decision on whether you want to continue down that road because it is up to them. They, some yeah. people can't get rid of that, um, that hate or that anger, um, you know, at this particular level might just be acknowledgement that it's there, but they're not ready to heal. Right. Yeah. And that's so that cliff. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, and that's what we call leveling up and, and leveling up doesn't mean that you cured it. Nobody much as you got, you got closer to where you can, you know, be at peace with whatever is happening because we can't change what happens. Right. Mm-hmm but we can, we can make a, a new decision and a new belief to move forward. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, fantastic. And so, um, you know, where can somebody sort of discover more about, you know, MindSpa and, and the things that you're doing? Sure, they can check us out on Instagram at mindspa.movement or you can check out our website at uh, www.mindspamovement.com. Or if you really feel called, you can send me a direct email at leah at mindspamovement.com as well. Fantastic. For some of those people who are listening, uh, in case you didn't write that down, uh, I'll have that in the description below and make sure that you reach out to her. She's such an amazing individual. She's, she's just so bright. It's like, I love her smile. It's so, so like radiant. Um, but every time I end on a podcast, I always ask my guest this question what is a book or a resource that has deeply impacted your career uh to date i happen to have it right here it's called shakti leadership embracing feminine and masculine power in business fantastic who's the author it's nalima bot and raj sisodia Fantastic. I don't think I've come across that book, so I'm going to have to add that one to my list. I read slow because I read things like three or four times, but (laughs) well, fantastic. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. For those who are listening, I hope you guys got some value out of it. Uh, Perhaps you're going through some things right now and this just popped up for you, right? The universe has clues um, and, you know, being able to recognize that you're going through and you're just staring at the edge of that cliff. You know, this is a great time to reach out to somebody like Leah and, you know, she can help you guide you through that that journey Um, you don't have to go it alone and if you feel like you have to go it alone that's an indication that you need to call so but thank you so much leah i really do appreciate you hanging out with me and and talking you know shop basically Mm -hmm. ah it's so much fun thanks justin this has been a blast awesome well thank you so much and we'll have a great day and we'll see you guys all next week we want to thank you for listening to the digging deep podcast with 360 media Your time is valuable, and we're deeply humbled that you are spending this time with us. We'd love to connect with you. 
Find us on Instagram at 360photo and at Tactical Titans. You can also email us. We want to make this channel great, something you enjoy and find tons of value in. Send us your insights to info at 360photo.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. It helps us reach more listeners. As always, tune in next week as we dig deeper into business and marketing.